podcast. It's mine. Welcome. Let's go. Hello. It's the podcast. Two weeks in a row. We're getting back into the swing of things. Um, Hi, everyone. Let me fix my microphone. All right. Let me begin by saying that I have been awake since um, 3 in the morning, like 3.30 in the morning. Um, 3.30 my time now. So it's like the afternoon now and I have not taken a nap. Um, because I'm physically incapable, but let me back up a little bit and explain why this is the case. Um, I just got back from Boston. Uh, I just went on a little trip to Boston, and I think I, I think I talked a little bit about it in the last podcast. Um, but I was going on some little vacations, but I don't know if I hinted as to where. But uh, that is where I went. And for those of you who don't know, I live in Wisconsin, so I. Don't live in anywhere near Massachusetts. So this is my first time going to the state. um, And it was my first time going to Boston specifically, obviously. And it was awesome. And I thought that I would just do a little recap because I spent four full days there and five nights. So I got a good amount of time in the city. um, And I did some really cool stuff. I went with my mom and we did a lot of really cool stuff. We saw some interesting characters, um, so I'll definitely talk about them because I think other people would be interested in what I've witnessed in this historical city. Uh, But yeah, so I'm just a little sleep deprived and I thought this would be the perfect time to record. One, because it's fresh in my memory, and two, because who doesn't love listening to someone who sounds like they should be sleeping? Um, And I wanted to get this out for you guys right away on Monday. So here's the sitch. Flew down to Boston, got there at night. So first night we were there, didn't really do much, just went to dinner. But we went to dinner at this place called the Bell and Hand Tavern, which is the oldest functioning, I'm going to get this wrong, oldest functioning tavern in the United States, I believe. And by functioning, I think they mean like, you know, there's still people working at it and still customers and stuff like that. There might be a building older than that, but it's not still used as a restaurant. And they have really good food. And what was really nice, um, that I would really nice on that first day, and I would find out later is not the case at a lot of places in a restaurant, is they had vegetarian options. So if you don't know a lot about Boston, it's right by the sea, uh, the ocean. Okay. So there's a lot of seafood. <laughs> And I am a vegetarian, so I don't eat seafood. Um, so that was one concern, not, you know, not like insane concern, but one thing that I was just like preparing for uh, before the trip because I wanted to make sure that I was eating properly and just in general because I knew there weren't going to be as many options for me. But I ended up finding a lot of good stuff and working my way around all the seafood and things like that. But anyway, we went there and I had this ginormous soft pretzel and you really you have to it's my opinion you have to try really hard to mess up a soft pretzel I mean it was good this place was good I'm just let me start by saying that I'm not about to diss their pretzel or anything but you know I've never had a soft pretzel that like changed my life but I've never had one that was awful maybe at like a baseball game but you really have to try hard to mess those up so anyway we had dinner first night 
got that we got there like 8 30 and I go to sleep early so you know went to sleep early on the first night um what whoa sorry <laughs> my microphone just like fell apart okay I fixed it all good um you know one of the most famous parts of not Boston, because it's technically not in Boston, but of Massachusetts, would be Harvard University. Um, and I'm guessing most people listening know what Harvard University is. It's a very prestigious uh, school. So I have always wanted to just see the campus, because um, I've heard a lot about it, and I've heard that it's beautiful and has a lot of trees and has kind of a cool layout. Um, so I really wanted to go there, and it just has a really cool history. It's an old university um, so we went there and it's, it's not bad, but it's a little underwhelming. Like it was really, really cool, but you hype it up in your mind, you know, you hype it up to be this thing and to be this like grand, almost like Hogwarts in a way, you know, <laughs> like you kind of, at least that's how I saw it as like a child. I sort of hyped it up as this humongous crazy place and it is it's gorgeous the buildings are really cool we couldn't go in any of the buildings but you could you know walk around outside and you know just look at everything from the outside basically there was a few things you could go inside of but they were like off campus um but it was it was almost comforting though how less underwhelming it was than I thought it was going to be because I thought I was just going to think oh you know all these smart people and you do think that you're still like oh my gosh like if a student walks by you I'm like I'm going to get smart just by breathing the same air as them but um it's it's got a welcoming feel to it which was surprising but nice I thought it was cool and I assume that students who go to school there get that vibe and that's why that's one of the reasons why they enjoy it I should hope um, cause that's an important part of college, but, but yeah, it was really cool to see. I've just never been really anywhere that old before. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. Um, let's see freedom trail. So there's this thing called the freedom trail and I walked it and it was like a little under three miles. Here's the situation. Boston's cool because it has like old stuff and history and stuff like that. But America's history is not all candy and dandelions. And hopefully everyone listening to this knows that already. So, you know, part of me is like, oh, this is so cool. I'm seeing all these things. But there were certain things. It's hard to explain because I am I really, really enjoyed doing the Freedom Trail. But I want to, like, put it into perspective. There were some stories that I felt were went untold on the Freedom Trail, if that makes sense. Um but overall, it was cool to see, like, graves where people lived. Here's what kind of blew my mind. I don't imagine people, like, let's see, whose graves did we see? I think we saw John Adams' grave. Or Paul Revere. That's one I know for sure. Okay, that's one I know for sure, so I can say it. So people like Paul Revere, obviously, you know, if you took, I think it's U.S. history, um, in, like, sophomore year, because there's lots of versions of that, but I believe it's maybe even middle school, you learn about Paul Revere's Midnight Ride. And it's not that people like him or the Founding Fathers seem mythical to me, but it's just kind of hard to imagine them as real people. Um, so seeing their graves was kind of crazy because it's like, oh, these people were here and they like walked around with their weird hair pieces and their little buckled shoes and their horses. <laughs> and I'm walking here right now. It was kind of crazy. Um, and it was, it was cool. Like it was overwhelming but in a cool way because you're like 
this this is preserved and i think one of the coolest parts is how many things are still where they originally were which is another word for that is preserved but like i said i'm tired so i'm working my way to it um it's impressive how i'll see a building and it'll say like 1698 I'm like what that wasn't a real time there's no way like it's just crazy to imagine that for 400 years nobody wanted to take down this building you know what i mean they're like we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it because i think it's gonna be important one day and then it was and then it continued to be and i don't know i think that's kind of impressive i'm gonna take a little water break drink your water with me so anyway i saw a lot of graves uh that's a big part of I think it's like the halfway point of the trail, but y'all don't care about that. But anyway, the, I, I feel like it's the half point where a lot of graves are. But then there's this thing called a bridge and the bridge was under construction. So we had to go on this like temporary bridge, which was a little spooky. I'm not going to lie, but it was over water, not highways. And for some reason that stresses me out less. Um, so we went over that and then that's where you see this big old ship. Y'all, I've never seen a boat this big in my life. Um, the USS Constitution. And it's free to go on. So one thing I learned on this trip, well, I learned many things, but one thing that I learned was that it's a national park, I believe. I honestly think they might have called it a national park. And maybe I sound so stupid right now, but it's either a national park or it's, you know, it's some sort of national figure, like historic landmark that you can't mess with but it was free so that was really cool we got to go on the ship and it was totally free um so if you go to my instagram i posted a bunch of pictures and i can post more pictures on the podcast instagram of just me specifically on the ship but it's this old navy you know because the navy's in the water navy ship and i want to say there was like four levels so they had these little square holes in the ground where people would walk on down and go to bed or eat dinner or whatever and they just kept going down like I got to the top of the ship and I'm looking around and it's really cool I feel like I'm in Pirates of the Caribbean my ringtone or my alarm for the morning is Pirates of the Caribbean so it's kind of like a dream come true there's people everywhere there's some people that are dressed up like all colonial it's kind of funny um and I walk down one stair stairway and then I walked on another one and then and they just keep going and I was like I could never do this <laughs> um it's very impressive that people did it on that ship and continue to do that. Um, Cause I, I don't think I get seasick, but I am a little claustrophobic and that would not go well for me. I also have a fear of the ocean. So just a bad combination, but it was really, really cool to see. And you could peek your head in certain windows and see like the, um, oh, what do they call it? The control room, you know, with all the buttons and where they like talk to each other on the little mics, little speakers to different ships and stuff. It was just really cool. And if you're interested in ships, I would say that's, I mean, that's the coolest one I've ever seen. I'm sure there's lots of other cool ships to see, but I thought it was a cool opportunity. Um, There's another one that we went on that was, it was just very similar, but it was a little more new age. Um, But yeah, so we got to go on two whole ships. And these are both on the Freedom Trail. This is still the Freedom Trail. So we saw two whole ships. We got to go on them and everything. And it was very cool. And then we had to climb up good old Bunker Hill. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not a big fan of hills. But it was cool nonetheless. Um, 
couldn't go inside of anything. You just kind of saw it from the outside, but that's that's cool. That's cool. Lots of tourists. Uh, we went during the day though on a weekday, so it was kind of nice. There was not as many as on Saturday, which we could see just from like being in the same area as parts of the Freedom Trail. Um, but yeah, it was it was just cool to see all these different things that I've learned about in class or in conversations with like relatives or friends and things I've seen on the news. And I'm like, Hey, that's that thing, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's where, you know, John Adams sat down for a minute. I don't know. He probably did. Uh, it was very cool. So we did the freedom trail. I'm just trying to like recall everything we did. So we did that. That was cool. We ate at a lot of really good places. I had an eggplant Parmesan. Y'all, I love eggplant. I really do. And I, I never really had chicken parm. So I'm vegetarian. I haven't been vegetarian my whole life. So I have eaten meat. And I never really liked chicken parm. Like I had it once and I was like, I don't need this again. It's not really for me. But eggplant Parmesan done in like a nice Italian at a nice Italian restaurant in like a cute little Italian neighborhood in Boston. Amazing. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, I felt very fancy and luckily it was the one day that I decided to dress up and it wasn't even dressing up. It was more like, okay, I don't want to look like a tourist because I've been here a few days and I want everyone to think that I'm from here. So I'm going to start saying things like Boston. Um, but it was, it was very cool. Um, what else did I see? I saw Fenway Park. Talk about underwhelming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I am from Wisconsin, like I said. So I've been to Miller Park, not American Family Field. I will not be calling it on that, calling it that on this podcast. Maybe you could say that on your podcast, but not on this one. But it's way bigger than Fenway. And the history does not compare, of course. But um it was kind of cute, you know? It's like, oh, this is a cute little ballpark. Everyone just gets together and they swing their bats around and they have a good old time. Uh, we had a cool tour guide. He had a great energy. He was, like, younger and just, like, kind of jumping around. Like, you could tell he was having a good time, which made us have a better time because sometimes I've had tour guides where they're old and that's fine because they have, like, so much information. And I'm not dissing old people. I'm not being ageist. But, you know they're tired. They gave these tours for a long time. It makes sense. So I was kind of happy we had this younger guy. He was like just having the time of his life. And we got to see Fenway from a bunch of different angles. I'm not a big baseball person. I don't know a lot about baseball, but it was still interesting. And I think that is one of the, I don't know what they would say, like one of the cool things about Fenway is that you don't have to be a diehard baseball fan to understand how cool it is that it's still there and the histories that come along with it and how it how much it matters to the people of Boston and yeah I just thought that was really cool um and I don't need to know that three strikes means you're out in order to enjoy it but I do know that so I technically know pretty much all you need to know about baseball um yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, let's see. Fenway, Fenway, Fenway. Got shakes at Wahlburgers. Also exciting because, you know, Boston. Wahlburgers. Mark Wahlberg is from Boston, right? I think so. Um, because that leads me into my next thing. But I'm just going to double check. And I, while I'm doing that, I think you should all get a drink of water and pretend like you're listening to a podcast that 
is organized and knows what they're doing and perfect. Okay, he's from Dorchester, Boston. So yes, it was cool to go to a Wahlburgers. They're everywhere. Another thing that's everywhere is Dunkin' Donuts, um, which I, they have great iced coffee. They really do. And one thing that I can check off my list is I had a Boston cream donut in Boston. So come on, that's pretty cool. Um, water break for me. And then I have the most exciting part of my trip, which some of you might be like, that's amazing. I love that movie. And some of y'all might have no idea what I'm talking about. And that is okay. I do not judge you. We are going to get through this together. One of the places that I visited while I was in Boston is the L Street Tavern. And if you are familiar with the L Street Tavern, you know that it is where many, um, how do I word this? I worded it in a really bad way. It's, it's where they filmed part of Goodwill Hunting. Okay. The famous movie, Goodwill Hunting, which happens to be one of my favorite movies. And it's where they filmed, filmed, filmed. I got an accent now. One of the most iconic scenes, though, so, you know, I got her number. How you like them apples? I don't know if y'all ever heard that phrase, but that's what it's from. Uh, sorry if you've seen it and you know this already, but I feel like I should explain it a little bit. Um, ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Robin Williams. Those are the stars of the movie. Probably names that you've heard before. Um, and it's in South Boston. And it was so cool. They had memorabilia all over the bar because... You know, when they won, it was a really big deal and a big source of pride for South Boston because they were telling the story that, you know, is, to my knowledge, hadn't really been told before. And it was by two guys from the area. And it's just a really cool story. Like the movie itself is spectacular, but the history surrounding the movie is really cool, too. So being able to go to this bar and I got to just kind of see some locals like hanging out and talking Um and then also looking at all the memorabilia in the bar and all these cool behind the scenes photos of the cast that I don't know if, you know, I think they're just sort of like sacred and there at the bar, you know, they're not famous photos and stuff. So that was really cool to experience. And the bartender was amazing. So I would like to debunk the myth that people from Boston are angry because I've heard that a lot. And there's a certain charm to like, the angry New Yorker and angry, you know, New Englander in general, but so many people were lovely. And specifically this bartender was super nice. He could tell that I was excited. I was like taking pictures of stuff. You know, it's not a big bar. Everyone can see everybody. It's a cute little, like ta it's a tavern. It's an L street tavern. Um, and there was this really cool sticker that I wanted. So I asked him about it and he couldn't find the one that I wanted, but he founded one. He founded one. He found one similar and he gave it to me for free because he couldn't find the one I wanted, which was really, really nice. And he was just like, thanks for coming in and was super friendly. And I thought that was awesome because I'm sure it's exhausting. You know, I mean, you expect it working at a place that's, you know, from a movie, people are going to come in all the time and they're going to maybe be a little rude or like assume things about the place. And he, was just he was great he made he made the experience which was awesome so i really appreciated that and it was just cool to sit in a place where i know a scene that i love was filmed you know and i was like sitting in a bunch of different chairs i'm i don't know i'm crazy but i was sitting in all these chairs and i'm like matt damon and ben affleck definitely sat in one of these stools okay and 
now so have I. So that was awesome. Um, what else happened? So there's these, there are these folks in the world called street performers. And I'm going to drink a little water before I get into it. Um, cause I have a lot of thoughts about what I witnessed. Many street performers I find super entertaining. And despite the annoyance that they may cause for some people, tourists and natives to an area alike, like people who live there all the time, most of them do have unique gifts and talents. Okay. So I want to start by saying I'm not like ugh, on, you know, street performers, but I saw, well, one of them was really cool. The buildup could have been way less time, but I'm pretty sure that's sort of like a token for street performers. They build it up and build it up and build it up. And then it happens and you're like, okay, that was two seconds of you balancing on your head or whatever, but you talked for like 30 minutes beforehand. But this one woman, she did something cool. There was a street performer and I'm not going to name him. I'm not going to name drop him, but he advertised his act as like a kid show. And he kept telling kids, he had this like string, okay, that he put around this weird circle and he kept telling kids to like sit on the line. He's like, it's a kid show. Come on up and kiddos can sit down and watch the show, whatever. But he said the most inappropriate things like about people's parents not specifically, but vague things about kids' parents. He made a joke, trigger warning. He made a joke about, like, hitting your child. Like, he threw something near this girl's face and was like, don't worry, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not your father. I'm like, that's so inappropriate. You know what I mean? And then he, yeah, there. I won't even get into all of it because it was, like, a wonderful trip. And so I don't want to end it with that negative energy. But I just thought I'd put it out there that, you know, some street performers are kind and charismatic and they pull crowds in in a normal way, <laughs> you know, like, hey, come on down to my show. This guy was inappropriate. He was rude. He was like shaming people in the audience. He was being straight up mean to the audience. I'm like, and he was Canadian. His whole thing was that he was Canadian, but then he was just rude to everybody. I'm like, how does this make any sense? And he kept talking about how nice he is because he's Canadian. I'm like, sir, you are not nice. He was like being rude to a crying baby. He's like, yeah, sure, bring your crying baby in the circle where I told you not to be in the way, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sir, these are children on vacation. They don't know. They're just trying to have fun. So it was super weird. Um, this was in front of Faneuil Hall. And I better be saying that right because I messed it up all week. Um, but apparently you have to like pay to be a performer there. It's not, you know, it's not just anybody's gig. So I was very curious what his audition looked like versus what he actually did because it was not child friendly and it wasn't really nice. <laughs> like you just felt kind of ugh afterward, but it was entertaining. I'll give it that much. It was entertaining. Um, Let's see, there was a lot of matching outfits in Boston. So there was a few bridesmaid parties that had like a initial loves, an initial or whatever. There was this group of people who had, uh, what is it? It said like, I love the 80s. And then they all had crimped hair and the, those shirts that are like halfway down one of the shoulders. And there's like a weird string over the shoulder. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like if you know the 80s and you know what I'm talking about. Um, what else? There was, you know, plenty of people dressed up in colonial wear, um, some Ben Franklin impersonators. We met one of them. He was kind of funny. He told a joke. 
he said something. He was like, oh, been there, done that, or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh. I've made that joke before, though. Um, so I can't be too mad. But I'm like, you're Ben Franklin. You're supposed to be an intellectual. But apparently he was humorous. That's what I kept seeing everywhere about Ben Franklin being humorous, which I thought was funny because, you know, it just seems like certain areas of Boston take the history very seriously. And so I think it's funny to imagine like Ben Franklin doing stand-up comedy or something. No one no one told me that he did, but I like to imagine that he did. Um yeah, I think you know we're getting close to the end of the pod here, but overall it was a really cool trip and I feel very lucky that I got to go on it and me and my mom had a wonderful time and even though some people are insane um and America is insane um it was cool. It was cool to learn about histories and it was privilege to get to learn about the histories and I hope that if you ever want to go to Boston you the listener that you get to do that and if you have already been that's wonderful go somewhere new um it's a cool time it's good to learn it's important to learn and it's important to go out and have a little fun as well because um why the heck not so yeah that was my Boston trip my Boston trip I can't guarantee that I'm going to be back with a new podcast next Monday because I, like I said, I'm going on lots of little miniature, not lots, like one more, maybe two more, miniature trips coming up and my schedule's a little thrown off and I want to make sure that I have a pod that's like interesting for you, but I have a few ideas about this season finale. So it might take a little bit longer, but I think y'all are going to enjoy it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like text me. Don't text me. I'm not going to give you my phone number. Comment on Instagram if you have any fun facts about Boston or like if you went, if you saw any street performers or anywhere. I'm very, street performers are very interesting to me. So I would love to hear more people's stories about things that they've seen. Um, Yeah, but I hope you're all healthy and doing well, drinking water, going outside, doing all the things that you need to do to, um, to be good. So Thank you, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Toodles!